Grace be unto you in peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouths shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth, and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it, and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. O worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness, let the whole earth stand in awe of him. For he cometh, for he cometh to judge the earth, and with righteousness to judge the world, and the peoples with his truth. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalms 124 and 125 If the Lord himself had not been on our side, now may Israel say, if the Lord himself had not been on our side when men rose up against us. They had swallowed us up alive when they were so wrathfully displeased at us. Yea, the waters had drowned us, and the stream had gone over our soul. The deep waters of the proud had gone even over our soul. But praised be the Lord, who hath not given us over for a prey unto their teeth. Our soul is escaped, even as a bird out of the snare of the fowler. The snare is broken, and we are delivered. Our help standeth in the name of the Lord, who hath made heaven and earth. They that put their trust in the Lord shall be even as the Mount Zion, which may not be removed, but standeth fast forever. The hills stand about Jerusalem, even so standeth the Lord round about his people from this time forth forevermore. For the scepter of the ungodly shall not abide upon the lot of the righteous. Let the righteous put their hand unto wickedness. Do well, O Lord, unto those that are good and true of heart. As for such as turn back unto their own wickedness, the Lord shall lead them forth with the evildoers but peace shall be upon Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the twelfth verse of the twenty-sixth chapter of the book of Isaiah. Lord, you will establish peace for us. For you have also done all our works in us. O Lord, our God, masters beside you, have had dominion over us. But by you only we make mention of your name. If they are dead, they will not live. 
They are deceased. They will not rise. Therefore, you have punished and destroyed them and made all their memory to perish. You have increased the nation, O Lord. You have increased the nation. You are glorified. You have expanded all the borders of the land. Lord, in trouble, they have visited you. They poured out a prayer when your chastening was upon them. Your dead shall live. Together with my dead body, they shall arise. Awake and sing, you who dwell in dust. For your dew is like the dew of herbs, and the earth shall cast out the dead. Here endeth the first lesson. Blessed art thou, O Lord God of our fathers, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou on the glorious throne of thy kingdom, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven, praised and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the 26th verse of the 8th chapter of the Epistle to the Romans. Likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses. For we do not know what we should pray for, as we ought, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us, with groanings which cannot be uttered. Now he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is, because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. For whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he predestined, these also he called. Whom he called, these he also justified. And whom he justified, these he also glorified. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, shall show he not with him also freely give us all these things? Who shall bring a charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who is he who condemns? It is Christ who died, and furthermore is also risen. Who is even at the right hand of God, who also makes intercession for us? Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword? As it is written, For your sake we are killed all day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Yet in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. 
For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels nor principalities nor powers, nor things present nor things to come, nor height nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Here endeth the second lesson. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he hath visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our forefathers and to remember his holy covenant, to perform the oath which he sware to our forefather Abraham that he would give us, that we being delivered out of the hand of our enemies might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people for the remission of their sins, through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high hath visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, make clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. O God, who declarest thy almighty power chiefly in showing mercy and pity, mercifully grant unto us such a measure of thy grace, that we, running the way of thy commandments, may obtain thy gracious promises and be made partakers of thy heavenly treasure. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, defend us, thy humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies, 
that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings, being ordered by thy governance, may be righteous in thy sight. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Good morning, everyone, and happy Sunday. Uh, this morning's lessons uh, correspond to the lessons we'll get, uh, get into greater depth with in Mass today, uh, and uh, they have to do with, uh, I, with general themes of resurrection and the ministry of the Spirit who, uh, who, cl who cleanses us from within and upholds us in the new life we have through Christ. Um, in, so we enter into that through Psalms 124 and 125, both of which are classified as this kind of subgenre called the Songs of Ascent. And these sort of coming, like coming, like uh, these sort of um, coming together and rising up together um, and being brought up to meet God kind of psalms. Um, and so in the songs and the songs of ascent, you have this, these two particular ones, they're sort of late in the Psalter and they have to do with the kind of reflection on the history of Israel. And after a lot of the calamities that befall it owing to Israel's unfaithfulness. Um, and they both reflect this idea that um, that um, in the midst of all of this sort of general infidelity towards the covenant, there is uh, there is still present, and um, and the psalmist makes clear that there is this powerful working of the mercy and compassion of God for His people. That even even in the time of severe judgment, even during the captivities, even during the exiles, um, that there is this cons constancy to the steadfast love of God. Um, that does not allow his people to be wiped out, that always preserves those who are faithful and true of heart. And so it's difficult sometimes, and this is often the critique people will kind of level at, read, at, at, at casual readings of the Old Testament, is you'll get this idea that God seems like a real mean kind of, kind of God. You know, he's, he's constantly kind of waging war and afflicting his own people, and he doesn't seem to have very many friends. And that's that's really a superficial understanding of it, and and not reading the nuances of of that, especially in in context of ancient Near Eastern history and literature. Um, that God uh, is is a God of the big picture and the cosmic scope, but God is also uh, the God that 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 weighs the finest motions of every human heart, of every little fiber. And so at this, so both of these things are held in tension and in check with each other in a perfect balance and a perfect justice. And so this morning, our mass lessons are kind of playing off of last week. Last week, we got that kind of really that kind of mini Lent in the middle of Trinity where Jesus visits the city of Jerusalem right before his passion and judges the temple and says that this, you know, this has become this is no longer a house of prayer. This is now a den of thieves, marking it for the destruction it will experience. And last week, we got this really dire kind of sense of warning and foreboding that uh, those who forsake the covenant, uh, those who forsake the vocation to be the house of prayer and the place where God is pleased to dwell, who grieve the presence of God in, in our midst, um, are, are bound to experience judgment for that, that there is a cost for doing that kind of thing, for rebelling in that way. But today we also get the the necessary counterpoint to that, the, that forms the general paradox of the Christian life. 
we get this idea, we, we are reminded today that God shows his almighty power, a very easy to prove thing uh, throughout the scriptures and a very acceptable thing among ancient Near Eastern cultures and especially among most world religions that God is almighty. He's very, very, very powerful. Um, but our colleague today immediately says you show that power by it's chiefly in showing mercy and pity. That you show how powerful you are by restraining your hand from dealing the devastation that we rightly have brought upon ourselves through our constant infidelities and rebellions. And as we move into Isaiah, that's the image of, of Israel. Isaiah is speaking in the voice of Israel, as, all, as most prophets do, and saying that even though we have been laid low, like yet the faith that what is faithful among us uh, will, will always rise up. God will not allow faithfulness to remain in the dust alongside wickedness. It will, he will raise faithfulness up even while wickedness is allowed to lay low. And this culminates, of course, in St. Paul in the, that glorious chapter eight of Romans, where we have um, him speaking about the ministry of the spirit that always seeks and draws back together the good, the true, the beautiful, the righteous, the holy, and that this is the sign of God's mercy in the world, is that things could be a lot worse than they are. Uh, and and by all by all measure, they should be worse than they are, given the kind of uh, the kind of horrors that and nightmares we inflict upon the world and that we have brought upon ourselves. And yet, in the midst of that, um, we are the world is shot through, as uh, Father G.M. Hopkins, the poet priest, said, the world is shot through with the grandeur of God. And that grandeur is in this things is in these things we call mercy and pity that God that God continues in his steadfast love. And even though we have brought judgment on ourselves, God even works that judgment to be for the good of those that he calls. And so as Paul, Paul kind of reaches this crescendo in Romans eight, he's, he's, he asks the question, what can possibly, you know, what, what, what charge can anyone possibly level against the, those who have been called by God, against the chosen ones of God? And this is, uh, this is the, the great question is that the spirit of God that has been sent to dwell among us, that has made us all this kind of temple people of God, um, is the very spirit that could search our hearts and condemn us in a more thorough and incisive way than we could ever do for ourselves or each other. And yet it is that very spirit who searches the heart that desires nothing but to redeem, to justify and to make whole and holy again. And that so it is the same God who could level the in the the unthinkable sentence and the annihilation that would follow it. And yet he is the same God who has done all things necessary to redeem us from the very calamity that we most justly deserve. And so between last Sunday and this Sunday, we kind of have in, in tension the two um, the two the two necessary truths of the Christian life that define us, that we are those who have become dens of thieves rather than houses of prayer. And yet it, God is pleased to make us that again. God is always pleased to take the barest ember of repentance, that image that we'll get in mass today of the penitent sinner in the temple beating his chest and saying, Lord, have mercy on me, have mercy on me, a sinner, to take the barest whisper of that and to blow it into a great flame of holiness. And so it's hope for all of us this morning. And so as we weigh these things together, it's important for us to remember that the final note is mercy. The final note is compassion. The final note is God's ne never ending desire to 
look for repentance and to make it into, into something glorious, to destine it for glory. Let us pray. O God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men, that thou wouldest be pleased to make thy ways known unto them, thy saving help unto all nations. More especially, we pray for thy holy church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth and hold the faith in unity of spirit in the bond of peace and in righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are anyways afflicted or distressed in mind, body, or estate. that it may please thee to comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities, giving them patience under their sufferings and a happy issue out of all their afflictions. And this we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we thine unworthy servants do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love in the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise not only with our lips but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. O God, who makest us glad with the weekly remembrance of the glorious resurrection of thy Son, our Lord, vouchsafe us this day such blessing through our worship of thee, that the days to come may be spent in thy service, through the same Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Amen. Thank you all for joining in today. Thanks to Chris, my intrepid co-leader. I hope you have a wonderful Sunday. Great start to your week. Thank you, Father Hayden. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Thank you. Happy Sunday. <laughs>